Hi, I'm Cardi. Hi, I'm Ali. And welcome back to Creative Corporates, a podcast on career conversations for those starting out, switching out, and anything in between. Today, we're going to be talking about how to be smart, savvy, and have sustainable living with Marissa Theodoro from The Conscious Code. Let's welcome Marissa to the podcast. Hi. So good to have you here. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Look, we're thrilled, particularly because following on from our last episode from season one, we were talking about how we can all take advantage of being in lockdown and trying to find a way to be, whether it be more creative um, or more corporate, but doing something that you're passionate about outside of your nine to five. And you've done exactly that with The Conscious Code. Yes, definitely. I think lockdown is the perfect sort of excuse to take some time out to yourself and really prioritise what you're passionate about. You've got all those extra hours at night and on the weekend where you're not socialising. So it's a perfect opportunity and one that I took up to really research and nut out what I was passionate about. And that has led me to create The Conscious Co. So Marissa, we know a little bit about your background, but we'd love to share um, or hear more about it from you and how that's then taken you to starting The Conscious Co. Then going on to talking about how you've been bringing all of what you've learnt from your day job into The Conscious Co and maybe some practical tips from that. So maybe if we could start a bit about your background, um, that'd be wonderful. To go back sort of almost, say, four or five years, finishing school and into university, I started out in accounting and finance. I did that for about a year and felt like I had a midlife crisis at 18. It was super unfulfilled, not satisfied. Socially, there was just no social interaction day to day in accounting and finance. Sorry if you work in accounting, but just I wasn't happy. (laughs) So I quit that after a year and did an internship in Jakarta for about two months. And that really exposed me um, to new ideas personally, culturally, career-wise. I think it was in that experience where I realized, okay, I need people and I need to make a difference. So once I got back to Sydney, I changed my majors to be economics and international business. And through that, I followed a pathway into financial advice. So with a finance background and with people skills, I'm loving the social aspect. So combining numbers and people, working in financial advice was great for me at the time being. But I think I still needed something something more. Um, and it wasn't until lockdown last year was when I had the time to sit back and think, okay, what do I want and what is my current job not giving me? And that was sustainability. So I did a UN diploma online for about three months during lockdown. And then that sort of opened the pathway to the UN. And through that, I also became a UN ambassador a UN volunteer, and I joined the UN sustainability team. And that was all through lockdown. I think that's one of those things where I think so many people would go how I wouldn't even think I could become like a UN ambassador, um, let alone during lockdown. How did you find out about the opportunity through your research, specifically during lockdown, when you were looking to incorporate sustainability 
more into what you wanted to do? I was looking for volunteer roles, sort of just anywhere and everywhere. But I think it is hard in lockdown when you're looking to volunteer because a lot of them are face-to-face. So I still became a UN volunteer with the idea of it being face-to-face. So I signed up and was getting their emails. But then because lockdown hit, they pivoted their UN diploma from being normally face-to-face to being online. And I thought to myself, well, that's just a great opportunity. I can't volunteer face-to-face. They normally run the diploma face-to-face. Let's do it online. What else is there to do on a Friday night? Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think you've just got to be in the space, you know, even if it's just signing up to, to a few non-for-profits or for a few organisations that might not have volunteer opportunities open at the moment because in a few months' time when something does pop up, they'll send an email out, you'll receive it, and it might be the same time that you're ready or signing up for, um, you know, seek volunteer or indeed volunteer, um, signing up for their alerts. You can know, you can do it daily or weekly or monthly, just so you're getting that reminder and you're getting sort of notifications on your phone. So when something does pop up that you're interested in, you can say, hey, that sounds great. Let, let me go for that role. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And then I think a lot of people are interested, obviously, the UN and the kind of work that they do how did you feel the course helped you in terms of being more well-rounded in the space you wanted to move into the course itself I think like strictly looking at the content it was great but I say wasn't the thing that sort of changed my life yeah just the content itself because it goes through who the UN is what do they do which is still important to know it goes through, you know, the different parts of the UN. Um, but it was actually through the UN that I met my friend Basha. And Basha and I are the creators of the Conscious Co. So it's a good example of how one door may open and it might not be the thing that you're looking for. But through that, you learn and you meet other people who are interested in the same thing you are. And you can create something together that's your own. Yeah, it definitely led me on the right pathway. Amazing. And I think that's why a lot of people join volunteer programs or there's so much benefit in terms of taking that step because you are more likely to find like-minded people who are also interested in that space. Amazing, amazing. So then from there, I guess, you know, you've done the UN program, you've met Basha, you know, you're working in finance then what so then when I came out of lockdown because I had done the diploma and I'm already in the sustainability mindset I looked at my day job and just said I'm really not happy here I want this to change as well so I looked for an ethical financial advice firm took me a while but I stuck through it and I finally found the job of my dreams. I'm very happy where I'm at. We're all about ethical investing. Everyone I work with is like-minded, values, ethical, sustainable investments, and also sustainable living. So I think nine to five, my new day job was fulfilling that side of me where I'm mobilizing my client's money through superannuation into those sustainable investments that are going to make a difference. 
But then going home, I still felt like there was a part of me that wanted to engage with sort of a more younger crowd because we're talking about superannuation and pensions. It's probably 50s, 60s, 70s. I wanted to engage um, outside my nine to five with a younger crowd about day-to-day sustainable living. So not just, you know, using your super fund to make a difference. Yeah. So what I'm hearing there, Marissa, is you've gone, there's more than one way to make a difference in the world. And it doesn't have to be always by way of financial means. It can be on a, what seems like a smaller scale, but it gives you a direct outcome straight away. And it could be in the comfort of your own home and people that are close to you to then have a wider impact once you start getting the ball yes. rolling. Because, you know, during my nine to five, they're using their additional money that they have saved up for years and years and years to make a difference. But day to day, all of us are spending money. We're spending money on our food, on our clothes, on, you know, our skincare products. You know, your money is your vote. So you don't have to have hundreds of thousands of dollars saved up over decades to make a difference. You can make a difference every day with your $5 you spend on a coffee. You know, whether it's choosing to either make your coffee at home to save the the plastic waste or taking your reusable cup to the coffee shop or going to a coffee shop where you know the beans are ethically sourced. Just little mindful decisions, which is sort of the idea behind the Conscious Co. Um, Living a more conscious and sustainable life day to day. Yeah. So how would you say then that you'll bring all of what you've learned in, whether it be, you know, your ethical investing day job or some of your work experience from beforehand, um, whether it be on your international internship in Jakarta, um, maybe having been in lockdown, um, exchange, and some of your other workplaces and how you're then channeling that into the conscious code. Yeah, so I think it's maybe two things I've learnt. One is mindset and the other one is framing it to not be a challenge but to be just part of your lifestyle. So the first one, mindset, is once you switch your mind to think more sustainably about one thing, I feel like it's so much easier to think sustainably about everything. So, you know, now I'm at the point where almost everything I do, I say to myself, okay, how can I do this better? I'm st- I still want to buy that pair of shoes. Everyone still needs to buy things. But how can I choose a brand that is supporting, you know, fair and equal workers' rights? How can I support maybe a local brand? A lot of sneaker brands are now doing a scheme where you can send in your old sneakers. Um, So how can I, you know, incorporate that into my day-to-day? So I think, yeah, changing your mindset is one thing. And then the other one about it being a challenge, I feel like sustainability is sort of, I don't know, it's, it's a bit daunting. You think, okay, how do I make the right decision? There's so many options out there. What do I do? You know, it's, there's a lot going on. It's a bit overwhelming. But I think just taking a step back and thinking, okay, Let's just focus on one thing, one thing at a time. Let's maybe look at my bathroom. How can I change one thing in my bathroom for it to be more sustainable? It could be as simple as buying soap, just the bar of soap that doesn't come in the pump. You're saving the plastic. So I have a feeling that I'm the exact target 
in my mind, I am interested in sustainability, but it's all gone in the too hard basket because I honestly sometimes don't know where to get started and there's so much research involved. So I feel like honestly, if there was a platform or just someone guiding me going, oh, you could just do X, Y, and Z, or here's a list of considerations um, for your coffee or for your clothing, that would make my life so much easier, at least guide me to the things that I should be more aware of. And for me, I'm really eager to actually hear some of the practical tips that you have um, associated with that. For me, I, I try to work on, as I was saying, one thing at a time. So there's different categories, you know, between home, friends, workplace, and family. And we cover tips over on The Conscious Co around all those different sectors of your life and different sectors of the community. But I think within your home, it's it's a great way to make the most change because you've got full control over it. You know, your friends and your family, sometimes they've got their own biases or perspectives. But in your home, there are so many things you can do. So looking at your kitchen, um, I would say recycling is a really, really important thing to nail down. Um, so many of us just don't know what goes into the recycling bin. Even me, sometimes I, I'll finish something and I'll be like, is this recyclable or not? So one thing I've done is I've downloaded the Recycle Smart app. Anyone can do it. It's totally free. This app, um, you type in your address so it will know your local council and it will tell you what can and can't be recycled based on your local council's waste guidelines. And there are so many things in there that I was so surprised about. Even like in my city of council, which is city of Sydney, milk cartons can't be recycled. They have to go in the general waste bin. What? I didn't know that at all. I know. I know. It was. It's crazy. And it's it's hard because I think for me, I've moved out of home. So my local council's changed. Whereas previously at home, it might have been recycled or recyclable, but now it's not because every council has their own different guidelines because it's taken to different um, waste facilities and just depends on their capabilities and their technology. So having that app for me is a total game changer because I'll just open it up, type in a product that I'm unsure about and I know exactly where it's meant to go. And I think, Marissa, why that was really important is, you know, also recently moving out of home as well, I was really unfamiliar because you're kind of also taking ownership of your own space, perhaps the first time where you are making these decisions you're now in an area where you're not sure of the rules and so it can feel really overwhelming. And I remember it was really compounded when then you were in lockdown and perhaps where you may not have noticed your impact so much, you know, when you're on the way to work and you might just throw out a coffee cup, you know, now you're really seeing the impact of your lifestyle a lot closely because you're spending all this time at home. And I remember we were talking I was having this moment where I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I want to make a difference. I'm not really sure how. And so I think your point around firstly understanding what space you're in and what's available was really helpful for me. I remember we were talking about um, things like soft plastics and it's a simple thing like that where you go, you, again, to take your point, you start really small and you go, okay, I'm looking at the impact I'm having. I'm purchasing, you know, my green ethically sourced 
you know, Woolies health section stuff, but it's still coming in in the packaging that's not very beneficial. And so I remember when you were telling me about how at Woolworths and Woolworths they have, what was it, soft plastics or? Yeah, a lo- I'm surprised at how many people actually don't know about it and it's totally free and accessible to everyone at every Woolies, Coles and some other uh, supermarket stores. They have the Red Cycle program, which is a program where you return your soft plastics, whether it's bought from Woolies or Coles or wherever, and it doesn't need to have the Red Cycle logo. It's just any soft plastic. You return it to their stores in their Red Cycle bins, which is often found either at the entrance of the store or at the exit. A big, massive bin. You return your soft plastics and that gets recycled into goods. It goes back into the circular economy. So one thing that it got, does get made into, it gets made into um, like park benches and like play equipment and in parks, um, into concrete, into some sort of like air conditioning, pipe material stuff. So that's one thing that I've just made, you know, part of my, part of my routine, part of my lifestyle. I keep a bag underneath my kitchen pop all my soft plastics in there. Once that bag is about to explode on my next Woolies trip, I'll take that bag with me. And even if you if you don't shop at Woolies, you can just walk in and, and, and throw your soft plastics in. You don't need to actually purchase any items. Um, so that's one way to reduce your soft plastics. And I think that all comes down to, I guess, being conscious about where you are and just having those little habits that you're incorporating in. One thing I felt like was really beneficial for me to understand as well was the whole idea that sustainability doesn't necessarily need to be expensive, particularly as, you know, we're talking about young people where we're really just trying to make our money go the extra mile. The value of sustainability is also because it's all about using what you have and making it last the longest yes so that you as an individual are also making sure that your your money and what you're spending your money on is actually going the furthest so it's little things for example of saying you know x amount of fruit and veg for the week you know and I kind of get to the end of the week and I was like oh, I was gonna make you know all of these fantastic recipes and I'm kind of at the end of the week and I've made none you know I may have gotten a sneaky takeout it's learning about well what can I do with that to make sure that I can make what I've got last as long as possible. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that's one of the myths at the Conscious Co that we try to uncover is that being sustainable does not need to be expensive. Yes, there are expensive options and a lot of brands sometimes like really market themselves as sustainable living and sustainable skincare that costs, you know, an arm and a leg. When really it's just about finding brands that you trust, brands that are doing the right thing and buying items that come in eco-friendly packaging or no packaging at all. So, for instance, um, one habit that my partner and I have adopted during lockdown is going to the farmer's market every Sunday or Sunday. So, there's no veggies that are wrapped in plastic or that are pre-cut or pre-washed or pre-prepared, which is another key thing. And you also want to try be buying your produce from as close to home as possible. 
um, to support the local farmers or butchers, and also you're cutting out the transportation, um, the cost and the emissions. So by going to the farmer's markets, you are saving some dollars because herbs there are like ridiculously cheap. You're cutting out your plastic waste. You're making a day out of it as well. You're supporting local. You're buying more fresh um, and you're being sustainable. So it's finding little things you can do to make a better choice without it being this daunting task um, and without being overwhelmed by all the information. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think what I really like about the Conscious Co in what you're doing is I find when I'm looking at a new post or something you've shared, it's basically helping us distill a lot of that information and saying yeah. like there is such an abundance of information out there. A lot of, again, young people, um, you know, we don't haven't got time to do all the research. We really want to have a trusted source. And so why I think it's really valuable is you can make it easy once you get started by, again, like curating the people that you're speaking to, having it as a conversation, building those connections. And if we all do a little bit, then it makes that journey a lot easier. Um, I guess one question I have for you, Marissa, is, you know, you're a few years into this journey now for sustainability. How do you feel, how has that really made a difference in terms of, you were talking at the beginning, not really having that sense of fulfillment, not really being able to live those values. What difference has it made for you to be able to create a platform of your own to be able to share that passion? I think for me, it because I was so actively learning about ways I can live more consciously, I was really motivated and passionate to share that with others because that's what it's all about, really. You know, you, you can't just be, if one person makes a difference, there's, there's a lot of other people who aren't. So I think just inspiring, motivating, encouraging others to also follow and to make changes in their lifestyle was the biggest motivator for me. And, you know, when I share a tip with my friends or share a tip on the platform or even just, you know, share an article or do like a comparison between products and there's even just a small amount of engagement, you know, that's one person that I've connected with, one person who's thinking more sustainably, one person who will then go and share their ideas with their circle of friends. So I think it's just about sharing and engaging and creating a community where sustainability is part of our lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, so we've spoken a lot about your journey, how to get started. So really about, you know, if you want to be more informed, looking for a course that provides that, but most importantly, finding a community of like-minded individuals so that you're able to share. I think even on our journey together in terms of what you taught me about sustainability, I am absolutely more likely to share this with others because I want to help them and I want to make it really easy. So there's that power of creating that community as well. I think the biggest thing we've also learned is that it doesn't have to be expensive. It's more about doing the most with what you've got and making small little conscious decisions along the way so that if you incorporate it into your lifestyle, it's not this big daunting thing but it becomes so much part of your routine. What would you say to people who are absolutely looking to get started, two or three things that they can sort of start now that would help them on that journey? Besides obviously following the Conscious Co. <laughs> Besides that, um, 
I think the biggest sort of overarching tip would be just to focus on one thing at a time. So say, for instance, you know, the bathroom. What's one thing you can do? Look at your toilet paper. Toilet paper comes wrapped in unnecessary plastic and can also be made from really harmful materials. So for me, I looked into how can I buy ethically sourced toilet paper that comes without the plastic? I now am subscribed to Who Gives a Crap? Yeah, toilet paper. Very popular. Love it. They deliver to my door, which is great, but I actually still have, I've got a lot of rolls sitting at the front door because I've got very minimal storage. So have some storage free and ready to go before you place your order. But yeah, that was one thing for me. And yes, it may, t- may take a little bit of time. You know, it might have taken me, say, about a week just to research, ask others, think about it, think, do I want to subscribe, research into the company itself. So yes, it may take some time, but once that research is done and once I'm happy, I'm set. I don't just set and forget that subscription is there, that subscription's rolling and I'm happy. Yeah. So I think I've got a new request from The Conscious Co, which is I would absolutely love um, a list of just one or two things for each room that you can do to make it more sustainable? I haven't done that already, but I mean, we can kickstart it now. So for the bathroom, I would say toilet paper and soap. Super easy. Another sneaky tip is toothbrushes. So with any old toothbrushes that are looking a bit funky, I keep them because they come in handy when you want to clean things. Oh, I do this too. When you want to, I do this too. Yeah, yes. when you want to get into those nitty-gritty little awkward spots of your kitchen or just something, you always need a random toothbrush. Out comes your funky toothbrush from a couple months ago. Home, I would say download um, the Recycle Smart app. Absolute recycling game changer. Soft plastics. Any soft plastic, any any plastic you can scrunch into a ball, soft plastic it. Look into composting. I know composting can be a bit of a tricky one to navigate because you need the right conditions, you need you know you need a few things. But look into what's accessible around you. Uh, if you live in an apartment, maybe your apartment has um, a compost recycling program happening. Or in my case the apartment I moved into didn't. So I looked into getting the program running and now a few weeks, maybe a month later, the whole building is composting. Another thing that you can do in your kitchen is freeze herbs. Herbs are great, but within a couple of days, they they look a bit sad. So I now chop up my herbs, fill them in ice cube trays with water, Or you can do olive oil as well, but I just prefer water. Freeze them. And when you're making a soup or a curry, you know, you've you've got a little ice cube block of frozen herbs you can throw in. Um, Another thing around herbs is that I keep my herbs in jars of water. That also helps to prolong them. Um, And I think that would be my top tips and tricks for the kitchen yeah I love that I do I also feel like the jars and also make sure fridge look really aesthetic so it's like a it bit does. of a win as well yeah. um and then the other thing I say is on that I feel like from what I've learned is also meal prepping so that you can kind of factor in when things are seasonal 
or when things are something that you would you would say is a bit more expensive might be on a value sale, you're able to then cultivate that and making sure that you're thinking about if you're going to use electricity anyway, making sure you've got that stored so it's easy. So it's not, you're not burdened every every day of thinking, well, how can I do something sustainably? It's going, I can do a few quick wins and then I'm kind of sorted for the month. Even with the cooking thing, I think, you know, say if you've got a leftover, I don't know, say, let's just say spinach, instead of making it this really tricky thing like, oh, I've got leftover spinach. I haven't used it all week. I need to use it now. Do I just throw it? What do I do? Instead of looking at it in that perspective, flip the mindset to be like, okay, I've got spinach. What can I make? What Get creative. What's, some, what's a new recipe I can try? You know, maybe my friends have a really cool recipe that uses spinach. And instead of making it this daunting task, turn it into something, you know, fun and creative. Spinach quiche. That's my go-to. Yeah, spinach quiche. Spinach quiche. No, I love that. Look, these are such awesome tips. Like totally things that I'm going to implement in my own life. Like absolutely with the herbs. Mm-hmm. Mine are looking a little, you know, saggy after a couple of days. So I'll definitely get back to you as to how I actually go with that because I've never tried that before. Never. Haven't even heard of it. Yeah, it's a, it's honestly, yeah, it's a win. Well, I think that's really, you know, been so insightful to go through, you know, where it is that you started out, you know, at uni, how that's taken you on that path after trying and testing different things and seeing, well, what didn't work to help push you towards what you do like. And it's such a pivotal reminder that, you know, your career changes multiple times or just your interests change over time. And the way that you experiment that is through practice and experience. And then, you know, we've all found ourselves in lockdown and what in the last lockdown you've made so much out of it by taking the step to do an online course, really to actually meet other people, more like-minded people, which is what I think many people are wanting to do, to then come out with this awesome idea that's now allowing you to reach more people and connect with them in such a practical hands-on way and so it's just such an awesome story that you've got where I think a lot of people are jumping on that boat I think we've covered so much on this I think the key thing I would say is Marissa if people are looking to connect or find out more what should they follow where should they find you yes so we can be found on Instagram the conscious co underscore au um, we share lots of tips and tricks that you can do in your home, workplace, friends or family that you can share with. We share articles. We're starting a new series called The Big Green Questions where we look into sort of myths and things that we might already have perceived ideas about that may or may not be true when it comes to sustainability. For example, um, do we all need to go vegan to save the planet? Stay tuned for that post. And, yeah, I think it's just a community where we want to encourage more conscious choices. We're still going to be buying things and purchasing things with our dollars. So what's ways that we can make better choices with the money that we do have? Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us, Marissa. It's always wonderful to chat and I'm sure we'll – showcase our ice cubed herbs 
on our feed as well. So stay tuned for that. Thank you again for listening to Creative Corporates and our series on the future is cross-disciplinary. You can always follow us at Creative Corporates if you are not already and make sure to give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share with someone if you think this would be of interest to them. That's all for today. We'll speak to you soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.